Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, good day, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast. We started a podcast a few weeks ago called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines, and we want to continue that today. I have Pastor Mel with me today. Uh, Pastor Mel spoke to us this past Sunday from James chapter 5 toward the end of it, and, and the topic was prayer. And as we've been talking about fresh beginnings, new disciplines, prayer is obviously a discipline that all of us need. And the more I think about prayer, the more I realize how I need to increase in prayer. And so today we simply want to talk about prayer, and we're going to call this Praying on Point. Because Pastor Mel's lesson, I guess if I could title it, would be something like that, even though you titled it. It's, it's, time, time, it's, it's time to pray. It's yeah. time to pray. I would call it praying on point because not just prayer is important, but we want to talk about today praying on point. Like, why is prayer important? What should we be praying about? And Pastor Mel, what I want to do today is I want to, first of all, define prayer in our own words so we all are on the same page. And then I have four questions, I guess, that I want to ask you about praying on point that sort of emphasize the importance of prayer, but also praying properly and praying for things that matter the most to God. And they they all springboard from the lesson you had in James 5. So really what I'm asking you to do is elaborate a little bit on things you've already mentioned this past Sunday. So first of, first of all, what I want us to do is help, help us understand what is prayer. If you could define prayer in your own terms, what is prayer at its core? Well, hey, hi, everybody. Uh, glad to be a part of this, and thanks for tuning in today. Um yeah, let, let me just talk with you a little bit about that, about, about prayer. At its, at its core, prayer is, is obviously our communication to God. God, in, in, in His Word, communicates to us. And I am so thankful that we have an owner's manual, that God didn't leave us to flounder, that so many times in my life, and I'm sure every single listener, it's the same thing, and that is we don't know what to do. And so we th- those things... I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. Those things ought to drive us to the Word of God. But in the same way, it ought to drive us to prayer. And, and I love the Psalms and the Psalms that are featured where, where, where basically people cried out to God because they were in a situation where they didn't have anything else to do. And so I think prayer, again, at, at its core, <clears throat> is communicating with God. But, but Pastor Todd, let me, let me just emphasize one thing. And that is, uh, yeah, probably everybody who knows me knows I'm a youth ministry guy. And I think that there's a danger in being too flippant or too casual about prayer. God, God isn't my buddy. Even though, even though God wants me to have a strong relationship with, with his son, Jesus Christ, and even though God wants me to call him, like the Bible says, Abba, Father, Daddy, those things are really important, but I, I think there's a danger when we make prayer too casual. D- dumb, dumb illustration, but if I was ushered into the White House or in before the king, I'm not going to say, hey, what's happening? Hey, can I ask? You know, it's going to be reverent. It's going to be holy. It's going to be serious. <clears throat> and, and in those cases, even, it's going to be intentional because Chances are I've only got, you know, a few minutes or I've only got this audience. Well, with God, we can pray without ceasing. We can pray all the time. We can come boldly before his throne. 
But I think we need to remember we're talking to an almighty God of the universe and, and a God who can certainly and, and has promised to answer our prayer, but that we need to go to him with reverence, with awe, realizing that, that, it, that he is a holy God who wants to answer our prayer, who wants us to come clean before him which I think is a key confession, a key part in our prayer as well. So that's that's what I would say to, to, to start this discussion. So prayer, <clears throat> prayer is obviously our communication to God. If we want to speak to God, we speak to him in prayer. But you said there also needs to be a, a proper spirit and posture of humility and, and awe and reverence and even fear before the one we're speaking to. And I found myself, when I'm praying... Um, Maybe the best is wrong to say, but when I'm praying most in tune, what I what I believe the will of God is, the first thing I do is I remember who I'm speaking to. Amen. And I don't just start chatting. I don't just start talking. I have to think about who am I speaking to? Where is he right now? And, and what is the position that I should be in before him? So we're actually going to get there. That's going to be one of my questions. We'll elaborate on that a little bit. But I would also add this to prayer. Like, <coughs> what is prayer? It, I would also say it's kind of our connection to God's resources in order to That's accomplish good, yeah. his will. I picture it like, without dumbing this down, I picture it like a big pantry of things that I need in order to do God's will upon the earth. And I don't have these resources. So the way that I do it is I go to God's pantry and I ask God, can I use some of your resources to, well, I, I talked to accomplish about that your a little will? Bit, which, which I didn't have time on Sunday. But I talked about that passage in the Gospels where the neighbor comes in the middle of the night and knock, knocks on the door and says, can I have bread? And the passage says, you know, the guy, the guy tells him to go away, go away, go away. The guy says he didn't get up because he was his neighbor. He got it because of his persistence. But I thought about the guy knocking and asking his neighbor for bread. Yeah. And, and this is really kind of like, you know, kind of like dumbing it down or whatever. But but the neighbor knew that guy has bread. <laughs> that guy has bread. If I keep knocking, there's a good chance I can get bread. Well, when we go to God, yeah, he's got this pantry full of incredible resources. God's the guy who can, and I keep, I keep saying that. I don't mean to be flippant, but God's the one who can answer yeah. our prayers. So, that's why the Bible talks often about being persistent and keep going to God in prayer. Indeed. And that's that's something we're <coughs> going to get to as well. I have four questions, and we have to rattle through these pretty quickly. I wish we could linger longer, and maybe at some point we will. But I really want to touch on these pretty quickly in sort of a shotgun fashion. I have four questions that I believe if we can focus upon these answers, then we can pray on point pray in the center of God's will. The first thing I want to ask you, Pastor Mel, is we talked about what prayer is. What is prayer not? What are some misconceptions about prayer that we need to get out of our minds so that we can pray properly? Can you touch briefly on that? Yeah, I think I think one of them, because this is in my heart, because at our church we've been preaching through, we've been studying James together. And earlier in James, it, it says you have not because you ask not, or that you ask amiss, that you may consume it on your lust. I don't I don't think that we should ever get to the place where we treat prayer <clears throat> like God giving me what I want. I think I think it's important to pray and that we can share our request with an almighty God. I mean again, God God's got bread there. You know, God can answer the the request. 
But I think the danger is if that's my attitude, is that prayer exists to help me out, which is why I think James also says, pray in the will of God if the Lord wills will do will do this, this or that. So I don't think prayer necessarily is uh, that I can consume it on my on my worldly desires. And so I think prayer needs to be God focused. It needs to be spiritual focused. It needs to be need focused, not just yeah, praying for what I want or for my little world. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not selfish. So we, we don't yeah. go to this pantry and just take things what we want to use them for any way that we want. These things are special and holy that we're seeking to get from God, and therefore they need to be for his purposes. We get that from our Lord Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, he also said in the Sermon on the Mount, don't don't chant. You know, he says the Gentiles think they'll be heard for their many words. Like sometimes we get too wordy or we chant or we're too ritualistic in prayer, yeah. and we're just repeating things without a spirit behind them. I find myself doing that from time to time. I, I was trained a certain language or you said before people will break into a King James James language. Yeah. Um, there needs to be a proper spirit behind prayer because I mean, you don't have to transform who you are in prayer, but you do need to come in a a spirit of, of awe and reverence and respect to God. Another way thing you mentioned is treating God kind of like he's my Butler, that God is here to serve me. And he's more like a glorified butler that anything that I need, I'm just going to go to God and, and ask for it. And... Which is why I think that humanly, and we all do it, including the guy, it's maybe especially the guy who's talking here, me. But that's why we get, in a sense, frustrated with God and in, and in some ways almost ticked off with God because we have a timetable. That's kind of like what James is talking about. It's like, if God doesn't answer this request the way I want it to be, mm. or if God doesn't answer this request in my timetable, well, we have to realize that in that in praying to God, all of His attributes, that all, the whole Scripture yeah. is is there, and so God's timing and and again God's God's will and God's purpose. I I have found in my life the things. This this sounds humanistic, and I don't I don't mean it to be, but the 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 major requests that I have had in my life, Peggy and I, have had in my life that got, to see God answer prayer, are things that help us serve Him, and I think that's a great lesson for me. If that it if it helps my ministry, yeah, then then I think that those are very legitimate my service for Him. Absolutely, very legitimate things to pray for, and I've. I've gone through a period where I've had to pray for things like my health. Mm. And even though I think prayer should be spiritual, I, if, that, if that helps me serve him, then I think that those are legitimate things to pray for. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> other things prayer is not. It's not primarily, and I need to say primarily, an outward display of worship. Now, it's fine to pray publicly and even a great thing to pray publicly, but Jesus taught us when we pray Go into your room, shut your door, pray to your father who sees in secret, and your father who sees in secret will will reward you. I think sometimes again we 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 pray pharisaical in a way that we're we're only praying <clears throat> when there's times to be heard. There's only praying when people are listening. Praying needs to flow out of at least public prayer needs to flow out of a private communication and intimacy yeah, with the Lord. Yep. Um, and that's something you and I need to focus on is, is praying in in private to the Lord. And therefore, our public prayer will be saturated in those kinds of things. And number five thing 
that I thought of that prayer is not is is duty. It's it's not a chore. It's not something that just check off my list. Prayer should be like we both have wives. If I treated my wife that way, as if I I need twenty minutes with my wife, I got to get that out of the way. Let me pray with her. Let me talk to her in the morning, and then when I do, I'm done. I'll talk to her tomorrow morning. It, it would feel duty. It would feel very chore like, and prayer needs to be. It needs to be a privilege. Yeah, there's to speak a balance to the Lord. there. I think like you started, I think prayer needs to be a spiritual discipline. Absolutely. I think it, the truth of it is, is we won't pray. We don't. And we go on with our lives. We get busy. And it needs to be a discipline or we or we don't do it. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in prayer list. I think the Apostle Paul had a prayer list because of how often he said, I pray for you every day. Mm. You know, how would that happen without some kind of list? But the danger in that is, is that we treat prayer, yeah, like it's a duty, like it's a checklist. Well, well done. I got through my list or I got through this. And that's why I think, again, prayer, you know, Christ is in the garden with the disciples and he says, what, you? they were sleeping. Could not you even watch with me one hour? And he, he wanted them to have prayer to be real, to be serious. Yeah. And um, and and I think that's that's a danger is when we treat it like a checklist, yeah. or it's or it's like a responsibility instead of like a great privilege to talk to the God of the universe. Yeah. Sometimes my <coughs> my own children will come up to me and they'll have a misconception about who parents are, and they'll go, "Daddy, I need my milk. Daddy, where's my blanket? Daddy, where's my homework?" Daddy, have you seen my toy? And and they forget that I'm I'm their father. There needs to be a, a reverent respect and 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 spirit behind what I'm asking for. It's okay to ask God for things. Ask sure. Him all the time, but we need to remember that He's on His throne and we serve Him. Amen. Not the other way around. Okay, so that's what prayer is not, or misconceptions about prayer. Number two, and again, we got to touch briefly briefly on this. But what do we pray for? What are we coming to God? for primarily why does he want to hear from us primarily what would you say to that yeah i think i think in in scripture i think we can't forget that god wants us to pray at, number one with confession to realize that god wants us to come before him mm. clean you know like like my dumb illustration if i went to the if i went to the restroom and saw that my face is dirty and then i had an important meeting I want to clean my face before I go to the meeting. And we come to God. God wants us to take care of. And confession means to agree with God, to come to God with the same attitude that God has and, and to be clean and say, God, I, I, uh, I, I want to come before you clean. And then I think, I think also that in the New Testament, it seems to me that the most important prayer, maybe in scheduling-wise, is intercession. And that is we pray for others instead of praying necessarily for ourselves. Intercession, it, and that, I think that comes back to like what I said Sunday, and that is mostly we pray for others' spiritual needs. It seems like that's the thing. I mean, I, I pray for my health. I pray for other people's health. I pray for physical needs and all of that. But I think if, if we can be, be biblical about our prayer, and, and realize what intercession is, is praying for other people's spiritual needs and getting other people to pray about our spiritual needs, yeah. too. Well, ideally, that's what the church is supposed to do. If you pray for my needs and I pray for yours, 
all needs are being met. Um, and I mean, if I love my neighbor and they're loving me, everyone's needs are being met. I think oftentimes we fall into selfishness because we believe if I don't pray for me, no one will. If I don't get my needs, no one else will seek my needs. And, and every, as soon as we get on that selfish train, we all get on it. That's where the church goes awry. Yep. Um, of course, Jesus taught us when we pray to pray for God's name <coughs> to be hallowed. We talked about that this past Wednesday that, boy, what if I spent more time praying about God's name to be honored and hallowed upon the earth? Yep. Instead of just, again, racing to a checklist and say, God, I need this, I yeah. need this, I need this. That's why Christ taught us to pray. He started with hallowed be thy name. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will, will be, be done. Will be yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's how Jesus prayed. I, wouldn't you also say praise and thanksgiving should uh, be involved in every prayer? Yeah, absolutely. I again, I going through this like health thing the last the last couple of years with asthma. I I learned that I had to learn that where e- at night when you can't sleep or whatever, or even you know driving a long period of time or when you're when you're in prayer, it's very easy to get caught up in praying for stuff. And I have found that my heart gets calm, that I get more peaceful. And, and all those kind of things, if I fill my life with praise. And again, going back to the Psalms and going back to the purpose of worship. And and then Sunday I talked a little bit about, about music. But I think that's what, if anyone's cheerful, let them sing. I mean, yeah. let them sing praise. I think, I think singing praise focuses our heart on how great and how big and how good God is. Yeah, and then I would add one more to that list. I would say... <laughs> Pray just for intimacy with the Lord. I've noticed this. My wife, she likes special time with me. We have six children going on seven, and so special time with my wife is really important. It is important for me as well. And so, you know, Janine and I talk. We're in communication throughout the day, but it's it's special for us to be able to have a segment of time to get away to a different place without the kids every now and then and just talk. It, it's typically similar stuff than we're talking about, but it's special because... It feels intimate now. It feels like we're, we're talking with an intentionality. And sometimes when I go to God, it's too much filled with requests. Yep, yep. And not enough, God, I, I'm just privileged to be speaking to you today. I'm privileged to be yours. I'm privileged to be your servant. I need your help. And there's an intimacy of level that I want to get to with prayer that I, I, th- I still think I'm working on. So those are some things to pray for, maybe some <laughs> things that we automatically wouldn't think of. We mentioned this at the top, so again, just reiterate, what kind of posture are we to pray? And I'm not saying I'm not talking about on your knees or with your hands folded. What's the spirit, the posture we're supposed to have before the Lord when we pray? If it's supposed to be reverent, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, it's interesting you use the word posture because like in, in the Bible, there are times when people prayed in their closet. You mentioned that before in secret. There are times when people prayed in public. There are times, I think, when people prayed on their knees. I think there are times when people prayed walking around. I think people prayed, you know, in church. So you realize posture, we, we can pray anywhere. And and again, the Bible says, First Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Be constantly in this attitude of prayer that we can talk to an almighty God any any time. So I think our posture is, again, coming to God like Jesus instructed us, realizing that uh, his, his name, his glory, his, his will, his, his purposes are at stake. And if we can come to him in those attitudes, realizing that then again, that I, I can bring 
other people before him, it really is an amazing thing that we can do that in prayer. Yeah, yeah, and, and things you see in Scripture are pray with faith. You know, James says don't doubt. That doesn't accomplish anything. If you're coming to God, but you don't believe he'll do anything, you don't, you're not sure if he exists. James says, well, then you have no reason to pray if you don't believe he can and he will hear you. Uh, humility, yeah. we mentioned, don't come to God acting as if you are someone. Come to God in a full understanding that he is the potter, we are the clay, we were the sinner, he was the righteous one. Uh, there needs to be reverence and respect with God. Like you said, he's, he's not our buddy, he's our God. And we serve him, and yes, he's our father, but there needs to be a great deal of, of honor with God. Um, two other things, persistence that you kind of touched on as well, um, especially when we're praying for something big that, according, <laughs> that lines up with his will. Um, praying once and calling it done really isn't the spirit you see in Scripture. It's kind of like knocking down a tree. See, I, I think we talk about like persistence, like, well, God isn't answering prayer. No, 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 no. God, God is, but it's like the persistence is that, as again, that illustration, the, the neighbor asking for bread, I'm going to keep praying because I believe with everything in me that God can and will answer this. So because of that, it's not like we're, you know, going to tire God out because we keep coming. Or but bother because him. Because we, yeah. yeah, we're honoring him. We're, 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 we're realizing that he is the one who can answer our That's request. Right. Yeah. And how many illustrations are there in the scripture that <laughs> it's only the person that kept knocking who's the one who got the answer to the prayer. And the last one I thought of is confidence. It says in Hebrews, come boldly to the throne of grace. That's different than pride. Pride is you're coming with confidence in you. Confidence that I'm talking about is, is that you're confident in who God is what he's called you for, what he's done for your soul, what he's willing to do based on his promises. And he says, come, child, come. Never be afraid to come. Even if, even if you have messed up and you're in sin, <coughs> come confident that he will forgive your sins because yep. that's what scripture says. Yep. Okay, as we close here and we need to close quickly, when should we pray? We both said prayer should be a discipline. When should we pray? If all of these things are important. We, we can tell prayer is incredibly important for the Christian. Pastor Mel, when do we pray? Well, again, I, I've said this, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5, pray without ceasing. But I, I think, I think l practically speaking, that we, that we ought to start our day with prayer, that okay. we ought to end our day with prayer, okay, that we ought to set a time uh, aside every day, that spiritual discipline of praying through our list, whether that's when we have our devotion or, or devotions or time with God or whatever. <clears throat> and I think, I think just honoring him with our lives, mm. I think that shows, um, you know, shows, shows that, that God's important to us, you know, all my entire life. I mean, I've, I've had tons of meetings like with secular people or whatever. And, and I know we look at it like it's uh, like it's ritual to pray before meals or whatever. But I've never had anybody at a restaurant in a meeting say, oh, no, I'd rather you not pray. Every single time I've said, uh, I, I usually start my meal with prayer. Is that okay? Every time they've said, yeah, uh, mm. yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> and I've been in a lot of public meetings. And, and to be real honest with you, I've been in public meetings with really important people. I mean, what at least what the world would think is important. And and they kind of expect that... that uh, I think that I'm a guy that ought to pray. And the minister's so, going to pray. Yeah. yeah, so I think I think that's a good testimony, frankly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so pray daily. Pray when you're in need. 
pray as a discipline. Even if the need isn't ever present, pray as a discipline to, to hear and to talk to God. Pray to cultivate closeness yeah. and intimacy. Yeah. I mean, every relationship I've ever heard about says it broke down because of a lack of communication, right? right. right? Yeah. If we're not praying to God, the relationship is not going to be strong. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to skip over the need thing. My goodness, there's times, like I, I gave the illustration Sunday of my friend Eddie. I, I mean, there are times, cry out to God yeah. and keep crying out to God, realizing that God is God's the only one that can answer that. And and that I think that's great. There are times in your life where there's not again nothing else to do but but to pray. Well, and my last one is kind of that. You see this kind of watchfulness in the night kind of prayer. You see that where, you know, they wrestle with God and they talk with God in the middle of the night and they're watching, you know, and Jesus said that in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, stay and watch with me. Like, let's let's cry out to God so much that we're waiting for, we're looking for an answer to the prayer and we're not going to give up until he answers. There's sometimes some something is yep, so important, absolutely. so crucial. I can't give up until he hears me and answers me. Um, guys, that's a that's a brief look at what prayer is, praying on point, and it, it is a new discipline and a fresh beginning. And I pray that it would be. Every everyone I've ever looked up to in the Christian faith always had prayer as a constant, and it's something that I'm trying to work on as a minister to make prayer so crucial to my success as a godly man and a, and a godly minister. And I pray that you would hear this as we've entered a new year, and now that we seek from James how important it is to pray. And like you said, pray for the things that are most spiritual that will last into eternity because that's exactly why we're here. Not to live the American dream, but to set ourselves up for the kingdom of God. And so use prayer, be confident in prayer, be humble in prayer, but pray, pray, and pray. Pastor Melly, thank you for your thoughts. It's been good. I hope it's been good for you. Um, We'll tune in next time, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.